Greetings, fellow seekers, and welcome to our humble place of refuge. We're here to provide you with zany yet thoughtful and passionate takes on a variety of things from the world of arts and entertainment. These are things that help us get through the grind called life. Art rules and commerce sucks. Don't let the marketplace tell you what to consume. Let us. Will you vouch? Let's find out. Join us now for Secret Sources of Sustenance. Ben and Bob back with another episode of Secret Sources of Sustenance. And Bob, I'm going to start off by calling some bullshit. What's that? <laughs> so last time we did this, a month ago or whatever, school hadn't started yet. Okay. We were talking about how expensive summer is, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Summer, <laughs> summer is expensive, right? Yeah, like, dude, you just bleed money. Oh, my God. Just bloody, just bloody trails of money everywhere in the Vacations, summer. Vacations nannies camps camps right, child care right you name it you're paying for it so i'm not taking issue with that but what you did say and i think i agreed at the time was that um it's even busier than the school year now that we're like a month into it Mm-mm. i call bullshit i'll recant my statement it is far more expensive than any other point of the year but it is it's not busier it is not busier it is than, not busier this is insanity I it mean, is yeah you learn you learn lessons though as parents like the way you're doing this like all right next year I can't we gotta we gotta scale back on yeah, some stuff everybody gets a thing we're not doing three things we're not doing you know and then uh, my wife coaches and then you got the two grades she coaches so she's doing practices one night two nights and then you got games during the week and then so you got the other coaching games on the kids weekend. that aren't even hers or she's co- coaching both your kids yeah no, she's no she's she's coaching my daughter and then she's also coaching the seventh grade team with with her and her sister yeah. good lord. Yeah. Wow. Um, and yeah. COVID really set back. They they just a lot of them don't even know how to move their arms or or play volleyball anymore because it's just right. You know, so she's trying to get them back, get back to the, to the basics, basic then, fundamental then stuff. They, then they click and they can move up pretty quickly again. You know, it's like relearning and then okay, we right. learn it correctly and then go. So they're they're starting to get better, but it's a she take as you know she takes it serious and it's oh, she yeah. wants those girls to learn and she wants them to learn the right way and she wants them to be respectful and. Yeah, she's like Bill Parcells as a volleyball coach. You know? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> pretty hardcore. Yeah, she's very hardcore. Um, yeah, like my oldest is doing four things, and my youngest is doing two, and it's nuts. Like most nights, we're up till ten o'clock doing homework, and then I know you. And you, you you never think you're gonna be, but by the time it gets done and gets yeah, there, it's you're like just ten like, o'clock. And I get I get and then you're tired. My you're, hour of prestige TV, and yeah, then back to bed, and then I'll, start yeah. the day over. Yeah, man. I'm, mm. I'm limping towards, like, I just need to get to, like, the first of November, and it'll calm it'll calm down for a little bit. Either that, yeah, months. yeah, and the sports will you slow down a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, although I want to get the kid on the ice, so I don't know if I'm going to do it then, but I'm like, I'm creating just monster after monster with this, you know. But I think it's a lot better for kids to go do as many sports activities than sitting around watching TV and, oh, and, 100%. and, and tablets, you know. Yeah, it's, no. It's rare, like, but we try to be old school like our parents, like, we, you know. We watch a lot of TV. I'm not saying that, but right, right. 
but we were out in the woods getting dirty, you know. Oh, same here. Climbing yeah. trees and yeah. riding your bike from dusk till dawn, coming home at lunch. Building you know, tree houses. Mom would come out and whistle because my mom can do that real loud whistle, you know. So oh, yeah. 30 every night, man. You know, I'd be nine, ten years old. Yeah. You'd hear it. We just came home when the street light came on. I mean, came that on, was yeah. that was it That's for kinda, us. Yeah, but, but yeah, I'd push it a little bit sometimes. Yeah, I. Uh, those were the days, weren't they? Those were the days, like building skateboard ramps, and tree houses, and one time, uh, some buddies and I built a springboard out of like mattress springs and used it so we could dunk on a ten foot basketball nice. rim. Nice. Like, Completely unsupervised, but yeah. whatever. It worked. <laughs> it worked, yeah. Yeah, so like you, I'm all for my kids yeah. being active and doing stuff. And um, yeah. But woo. That's right. Yeah, this first first month just kind of hit I me. I feel my age, Ben. Yeah, I'm same same here. And like by Fridays, I'm limping to the finish line. Oh, dude, yeah. Fr- Fridays is my mash night. Like I just have to lay around and like heal my wounds and then Here's get a, ready for battle. old man shit morning. comes up again. Yeah, I'm just like... <laughs> Oh God! What now? Now it's three soccer games and a volleyball game, and then you get. Yeah. I pulled her at halftime at her soccer game to get her to do a volleyball game a couple weeks ago. You know, it's just like, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. It is too much. We do do it to ourselves, and uh, yeah. Um, all right. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, a, a band that is beloved by both of us, right? This is probably a top maybe three band for me. Uh, top three active for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, they're they're for, when it comes to, for me, they're the ones that are responsible for me at around the age of thirty, uh, seeking out new music, like I found them. Yeah. Through Pandora, and then I went be I had Joy Division Radio, and they would just keep playing this band over and over, and I'm like taking you know, marking them like oh my god these guys. Yeah. And then, boom. So then. That told me, hey, look, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but you may find another. And I've found several bands since then that are just in my my my, my lunchbox. Yeah, so know? at that point, like, this is the band that helped you feel it was possible to discover and enjoy new music Yes. when you're in your early 30s. Yeah, when I was 30, yeah. Yeah, that's about when I uh, got turned on to these guys as well. I was We were talking about this a little bit before the show, and I was trying to, like, pinpoint... When Not pinpoint, I, but age. Like I think there's yeah. something to be said about like you know we're 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 both heading into our thirties when we discover these guys and is there a better band to discover when you're heading into right. your thirties? Like, and I think it was around uh, High Violet for me, which was like 2010. So it's like 12 years ago. I'd been in yeah, my very early thirties. A couple years before mine was mine was ironically I was drawn to Alligator, and when I went to go after like a couple weeks, I went to go buy Alligator, and it was right when um, Boxer came out. So I went ahead and just bought. Those two, and yeah. I mean, blown away, and yeah, and yeah. I'm like, huh? Yeah, huh? And then just from then on, you're just like, they're it's they're they're very Nick Cavish in in the in the feel of they have not finished peaking, like they they keep getting better with age. Which That's is right, insane. and I don't, you know they're not they're not done yet. Um, I you know I don't know how many more albums we're gonna get out of them, um, but. You know, I think your, they're getting point, close, but they still are progressing. They're, they're still, only getting better, and as long as they're still getting excited by their own stuff, you would think that they're going to they keep, keep putting going. out yeah. putting out music. Um, so did we did we say the name of the band yet? The National. Yes, the National. Okay, so yeah, um, I guess they're an American indie rock band. They've been around, uh, I think, active since '99, first album and in 2001. So they've been around for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
These guys are all born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, but I like them anyway, despite the, their Ohio <laughs> roots, being a Michigan guy, um, but they didn't form until they moved to Brooklyn. Right. Um, and now they're kind of scattered all over. Um, I think uh, Bryce is actually like in Paris. Um, and uh, I think uh, Matt Berninger is in California. Is yep. he still out there? And then I think Aaron Dessener, or Dessner, however you say that. Um, oh, Dessner, yeah. He's uh, he's in that, that the wooded area where they recorded. Um, in the U.S.? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like they recorded upstate um, New York or something? Something like that, yeah. They okay. recorded, uh, what is it? Uh, my gosh. Is it Sleep Well, My Beast? Or my, what, what is the, the name of that album? Oh, Sleep Well, Beast? Sleep Well, yeah. Beast, yes. They, yeah. they recorded that there. At okay, the, at his, at his studio or whatever. The picture of the cool, like, kind of... The house. Look. Yeah, yeah. The one that looks like our our cover art for our podcast a little, a little yes, bit. Yes, a little bit, yes. A little bit, yeah. Yes. Uh, I think I was, that was sort of subconsciously, I was subconsciously inspired by that when we were, we were picking out cover that's, art. That's right, yeah. Um, so this band, there's, I guess, five, or, yeah, five primary members, uh... It's kind two of sets a, of brothers. Two sets of brothers, like a band of brothers, literally. Two Fantastic, sets of brothers. Yeah. One Brother rhythm twins. section and then dueling guitarists of the other brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then the, so the lead Devin singer. Dorfs, right? The Devin Dorfs. Devin Dorfs. And, and yeah, and then the Destners, yeah. Destners are the... Uh, yep, the other two. And then the lead singer is uh, uh, Matt Berninger. Um, I didn't really know anything about how they came up with their name and so I started doing a little research for this show. Did you know... Anything there? No, not until I, same thing, not until I did Yeah, that. I guess, so I guess they just the wanted to pick something that was like generic and yes. sort of devoid of meeting. Yes. And, yes. Um, they... you know, like you see the word national in, in front of like everything, right? National, I don't know, art center. Um, but they, I guess they didn't realize when they went on a tour in Europe for the first time that some people thought that they, maybe they were like a far right band because they thought... Uh, they were implying that they were like nationalists, <laughs> so they, yeah, got some interesting folks got some, at those shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they had to explain themselves uh, a little bit. Um, what else? Um, I, I guess. How would you describe the kind of style of music, like beyond just saying in indie it's, rock here? It's like. It's weird to me. It's like um, post-punk alternative, almost like modern post-punk alternative if that even makes sense. Yeah, or like, I guess what used to be called like college rock. Yeah, it's, it's um, very, it's very, you know, it, it, this falls in the same category as like, to me, like Wilco and Radiohead. Yep. And, uh, but more on drugs. And uh, that, that all, that, uh, uh, a little bit art house. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what's the other band I was thinking of there that they remind me of? I can't, but you know, that, that kind of general feeling. I'm not saying their music is very, very similar, but it's that kind of, the same kind of vibe. Yeah, kind of feel to it, you know. If you were looking for them on like serious radio, you'd find them on the XMU channel, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Would probably be the closest. Maybe fit. not now, but originally, yes. Originally, absolutely. yeah. This was probably a their one of their like. Right. In heavy rotation. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, like, uh, earnest earnest band uh, in terms of like um, kind of vulnerability on display. Uh, a little bit moody, a little bit melancholy, but I don't think it's like sad music to me. I mean, I say melancholy, but no, I think it's very. Um, I think like the, it crackles with energy to me. Their stuff, like. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's 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 energetic. Um, 
possibilities. Like, so it's very ambiguous and you can make it feel one way for a whole song and then you can shift it and make it feel another way for another song. You yeah. can take it at its crazy, crazy face value where it doesn't make sense. Like it's chaos. Like they, there's a general thing that I can't, that was the hard thing that I can even, I can't even put it into words, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. and the, the, we both feel that there's a, there's a, co a cohesiveness to them that is unexplainable, but it's them. And you can feel that. Like, you know, yeah, this is them. And this is like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't, you could probably explain it way better than I, if you understand what I'm saying. No, I think I know where you're coming from. I think, um, kind of, and we've talked about this a little bit before. I mean, this, it's, this band should not work on paper when you look at their component parts, you know, but like, um, the whole is somehow greater than the sum of these parts that are just kind of like not mismatched but like you're like how did this band even come together because you have um the drummer right uh brian real kind of kinetic propulsive drumming right yes um great these great hooks and then you have these two twin brothers aaron and bryce mm -hmm. like identical twin brothers yeah that, that fucking that, that oops sorry freaking um shred in their own like little ways and the way they complement each other so it's like weird it's like those brothers grew up playing with each other the other brothers grew up playing with each other and then matt was just like singing and it's almost like they all got together because of that but then it turned into this like magical like, this magical thing formula that works yeah and 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 they feel it's it's greatness as well <clears throat> that's where i that's why i think they all just kind of give each other at least it seems they give each other a lot of room to breathe yeah i think that's right um the Destner brothers, the two identical twins that both, I mean, they both play guitar. I think they both play keyboard. I think pretty much everybody in the band is a backup vocalist, right? Um, but they sort of play off each other and like... Yeah, they like duel each other. They almost. duel each other. It's like they're, it's like interweaving guitar. Yeah, to, to make one sound. To make one sound. And it's it's almost like the guitar version of a double helix, like... The way a double helix wraps around—that's exactly. how they play yes. guitar. Like yes. 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 one, yes. one sort of lays it, lays it down, and the other one kind of fills in the gaps, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And it's like asynchronous; it's a little bit off by like half a note. Yes. Like the two of them are off by like half a strain of DNA, or you know, it's well, and, I don't know and, how, to, and, how to explain and it. And the bass and drums though are are way either way faster, way slower than they should be in most songs. But it, to your point, it's on purpose. Like it all creates a perfect mixed to where like this is a, this is one of those like i call them a, a, one of my brain bands it like my brain needs that stimulation of it right the way that it makes my brain feel yeah it's more than music you know what i mean so like it's it's i'm 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 not really critical of it because it's more like you said it's more of like an art type you know it's like joy division i love joy division that same kind of new spirit something something that feels like original original and different and you know and now there's a lot of people that have copied them but still there's nothing like the and and the 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 the, the vocals are like another instrument to me uh it, when it comes to this band and the fact that if you do want to listen to the words as abstract as they usually are he speaks very very clear because he's basically just monotone kind of talking you know and it's it just yeah like you said man the, <clears throat> it fits perfectly the the lyrics themselves are very clear uh in terms of the meaning it's it's am ambiguous Correct. and it allows you to kind of layer your own meaning on top of it which is what i like there's just enough there from matt's lyrics 
that you get sort of some hints as far as what he might be talking about or enough to like glom onto and then like but then enough for your brain to run with it as well right 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 and so like when we we won't turn there yet but when we get to like going through the songs that we each picked we each picked 10 songs we don't know which uh songs the other person picked and we're kind of curious to see how much overlap there's going to be but like the, the way that i looked at it was like not in terms of like breaking it down musically or you know how it was arranged or whatever but in terms of like what these songs mean to me or what i think is meant by these songs. yeah i thought like some of them we're going to talk about a little bit more than others others will just kind of say hey like i mean like what i what i did was I was like, all right, this is, he's given me an impossible task. I, I've never... To narrow it down to, to narrow, 10. Yeah, because I, I have, like I said, I have a I have a national playlist, which <clears> I, <throat> is just like my favorites, like the best of the best, right? Yeah. And, and there's it's 60, like 60 songs. songs. Yeah, it's yeah. like, so, yeah. so what I did is I was like, you know what? I'm going to just off the top of my head start listing songs until I get to 10. Yeah. Because it's off the top of my head, and clearly those are the ones that I can recall, and they mean a bunch to me, or it'll jog my memory. So that's what I and I, I wrote down about like 17 songs off my head. Yeah. And then I went through and it was, and then I listened to all of them. Okay. And then I was like, all right. But they're so all. So you put some thought into this. There was like a whole process very quickly, around but it. Yes, yeah, it yeah. was. It was like I had to like, that was my strategy to just make something happen. So that's what I did. I did something similar. Okay. I, I did sort of rattle off off the top of my head I, the songs that I knew were gonna make the list yeah you you i'm sure like with um, me i had like three or four that i 100 percent knew like these yeah. are here and they're not they're not leaving yeah i had a good handful that kind of you know fit that description where i'm like yeah these are going to be on the list and then i had like a middle tier where i mm-hmm. just had to kind of work through okay what's going to make the list but honestly like at the end of the day i probably had 30 or 35 songs that could have been in a top See, 10 I, but I they're gonna, just they the couldn't fit in the top up. you know what i mean you like could, yeah like there's there's so many songs right after these that, like, if we really started talking about, yeah. oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, but these are, like, the ones that mean something to me or, or jog a certain memory or my brain enjoys the sound of or I identify with the lyrics. It's all over the place. So why? that's what I think we were going to do. We're not going to yeah. get too deep into it. Just no, put commentary so. about each song and see if how much. I, I, I figure what we'll do is you start with your list. Just give me a song, and then I'll tell you if it's on my list, and then if it, and then we can kind of go from there. Okay. Um, let's see. I just... Uh... Maybe say a few more things. About oh yeah, the I, band. I didn't mean right now. I'm no, 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 you're fine. Um, so you already meant like in terms of comparisons or inspirations, whatever. You already mentioned Joy Division. I think that's the obvious one. And for me, it's the percussion. I mean, I think it's the yeah, yeah. Well, Stephen Morris on the drums, it, highly underrated, uh, even with New Order. But uh, Mr. Devendorf is very similar. Yeah. Where it's just, they're they're almost like human drum machines. Yeah, it's you like know? this rapid fire, like almost like marching band yes. quality type thing. Yes. Um, he might be the strongest, you know, element of the the band to me. I mean, they all it, it drives through to me. It drives through the drums. Yeah. Because I mean, every in your head, if you listen to the songs, you're always hearing that, you know that. Yeah. Just driving, pounding, quick. Yeah, so. but he he can also when he needs to be, uh, be a down, little bit yeah. more reserved. Yeah, absolutely. Behind the scenes, I feel like he's done that a lot lately. Um, yeah, and they're more so than more latter stuff for sure. Yeah, um, but it's that it's that older stuff where he's kind of gets his moment to yeah, shine. Dude, that I and he rocks it like dude. Yeah. That's why I love Alligator. Yeah, because he he's like, all over it's it. It's my favorite album because they're just it's just it, of course it was the first album that I had heard from their from theirs. I yeah. love all of. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like that one, like it's just still so energetic to me. And I remember like listening to it, you know, about to be thirty or whatever. Head, you're just like. 
yeah. juiced up. I'm like, all right, there's still some good shit out here. Yeah. Let's, let's rock and roll, boys. Yeah, you know? and that opened the door to you Correct. to other things yes. that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, I remember thinking Correct. about that, um, about Arcade Fire around the same time, too. Arcade Fire and, and the National. Maybe the Arcade Fire a little bit before uh, the National in terms of, like, okay, it's possible to, like new music i'm not going to be stuck listening to the stuff i was listening to in high school and college right there's there's more right there's there. more out here but, yeah but to your point um whew. you're right you yeah. a sneeze coming i thought i had a sneeze coming um what were what were you just saying jog my memory there for a second oh and in, in terms of uh you know this band being one of a couple bands for me that like opened me to the possibility that there's other good music out there yeah. new music yeah yeah and and the, the arcade fire and, and it's funny because around that same time so like i had kind of stumbled onto uh the national my buddy phil had stumbled onto arcade fire and i was constantly trying to get him to listen to the national he was constantly trying to get me to listen to arcade fire yeah and like he listened to a few songs i listened to a few songs but then they toured together and came to starlight oh they were together yeah and we saw the national open up for arcade fire okay and he, I went away being like, Arcade Fire was awesome. And then he right. went away being like, I got to listen to the, more of the national. So like we, right. we helped each other get into the other band that we were trying to. That, I mean, that's, that's how it works. Yeah. Right. And I it, mean, and that was awesome. Uh, I mean, the national has far more staying power for me as time moves forward. Yeah. Um, but man, Arcade Fire has some just classic albums that I don't care what is going on or what you think about anybody. It, it's just really good shit. And yeah. I'm not going to not <laughs> listen to that talking about this you know. stuff with wind that came yeah, out just yeah whatever yeah, yeah. you know but even before that like uh, I'll, I'll you know anyway it's not yeah. worth getting into but yeah yeah so um well so besides joy division i mean um i think again that's you know in the percussion uh, uh leonard cohen nick cave i think you know out of uh, matt you know both the way uh delivers his lines and even a little Lou Reed his voice a little, little Lou Reed, Reed. There, yeah. um um Wilco I think you mentioned um and then Depeche Mode I think is as well a little bit a little bit yeah yeah not like, as electronic like, as yeah, Depeche yeah. Mode for sure some of the like more of like songs of faith and devotion where it's more rock yeah you know yeah no, you're then, right um, I never even thought I should have been the one to, but I yeah yeah I could see that and then maybe Interpol, which I think Interpol was a little bit bigger, big band than National at first, but I think National's greatly sort of surpassed the Interpol in terms yeah, of... Yeah, and, and the, it was like them and the Strokes. They came out of it with the Strokes, and they thought, oh my God. And yeah, yeah the Strokes were huge, but really the National has been the big winner out of that one as well. Yeah, I, I do know longevity, that... longevity, originality, albums, you know. Well, these guys were in New York when the Strokes came out with those first two albums, and I know they were super inspired by the strokes and that whole scene but yeah i think you're right the nationals have had the staying power yeah um all right so they've got what eight albums in the can uh self-titled one that came in came out in 2001 sad songs for dirty lovers 2003 and then um i guess they switched record labels they had been on the the uh dressner brothers label brassland records for their first two and then they um as of alligator their third album in 05 they switched to beggar's banquet um put out alligator in 05 uh boxer in 07 and it really wasn't until boxer in 07 which was their fourth album at a time when they were about to call it quits right that they sort of broke through um and I think there's some good songs on their earlier stuff, and uh, especially on Alligator. But yeah. uh, Boxer was like, that's when they, I think, first started to 
rise to like critical acclaim and get a lot of attention. yeah they it was weird they though like i said you know i started listening to them when boxer was coming out but it was through alligator from listening to that i went and bought and then when i bought alligator i was like oh my god this is, oh this just came out so then i went ahead and bought it very different albums yeah but very satisfying wearing them out together because i would just you know i would wear one end of the ground the other end of the ground and then i would just uh you know, shuffle between the two, just throw on songs and let them shuffle around. And then just those two are just classic. Yeah, they are. That's, that's, but, but then you, you say that and then, and then along comes, you know, high violet and then along comes trouble will find me. And then along comes sleep well beast. And then along comes, I am easy to find. Yep. So I, I can't pick, I mean, literally from Alligator until now, find me a band that has had one, two, three, four, five, six, and if they have a new one, seven upcoming, that has had a run like that. You know, I, I pretty, agree completely. Hard. Yeah, I agree completely, and like I won't go through the the rest of the dis- discography since you um, just did oh, that. Sorry. But no, 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 you're fine. Like, um, you rattled them all off, I think, in in order there. Yeah, that's um, what I was kind of doing to make a point. Like, hey, uh, I guess where I was going to go. It, yeah, and I don't I don't know that I have a favorite. I mean, I have like. Like a, a mood, at mood least favorite a f- sometimes, like a feel, but yeah, man, like if I sit there and go, what's my favorite? I mean, I would, it, gun to my head, I'm saying Alligator, but it's for nostalgic reasons. It's the first one that I yeah. listen to. So that's why I would say that. But it's but there's probably... a case to be made for every album in here. Um, and I mean, and I don't even mean to say that, but for lack of a better term, like I'm Easy to Find was probably their weakest in some time in terms of not, I loved it. It was a great album, but I mean, yeah tough act to follow and that's still that album is better than most bands could have done in their lifetime you know and i don't know if that one's weaker so much as just Not weaker, completely different from their other stuff yeah, it, it, it it was more of a different statement it was more uh, kind of a kind of off the the beaten path well it was cool uh, as hell i loved it dude and like rylan's on there and that's one of my favorite national songs and uh not in my 10 but right one of my faves beyond yeah um so you know so that came, that album came about I'm Easy to Find, which came out in 2019, uh, because the director, Mike Mills, approached them and said, hey, I'm working on this short film, and I want you guys to score it, right? And it became like a collaboration. I think they kind of worked on both things at the same time, what became the album I Am Easy to Find, mm-hmm. and then this short film, which is like this... They 20- had all those awesome female vocalists, you know, Galeon Dorsey was fantastic, both yeah. bassist, and um, just... Really good, really good album. But I, but you know what I mean. It was a it was a departure. Definitely a departure. Um, yeah. But no, I loved it. <laughs> I, I Same here. Enjoyed the heck out of it. Well, and I just know? I just watched that, uh, just like in preparation for the show, because I hadn't seen it for a while. I watched that short film today, uh, with Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Did you right? like going back to it better? Like now that I liked it the first time. You did okay. Uh, did you not care for it? No, or? no. I I just was. It was different. It was not what I was expecting. And then once I realized what was going on, yeah, I can kind of change my brain, and then I really enjoyed it. You know? Well, yeah, the premise is that she plays this woman throughout this woman's entire life from birth to death, and she she plays her without changing, uh, like without prosthetic makeup or anything. She plays her as a baby, yep, as herself, you know, as an adult, and plays her as an old woman as herself. Yeah, it's basically just like a narrator playing a narrator character almost. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. It was. It's really good. It's it's a pretty touching thing too. I like. I it just makes you think about life or the, yeah. the kind of cycle of life or whatever. And I'm watching it uh, this morning and having like a moment. And then it's on YouTube, right? So like a commercial comes in and it's like, 
in the middle of this like poignant moment, it's this Taco Bell commercial <laughs> for for a double steak grilled cheese burrito. Yeah, nice. It's just like, You're like in this yeah, country, we thanks. can't have anything nice. Yeah, just, you know what I mean? Just stole my my emotional moment. From <laughs> exactly. Every every yeah. five minutes getting commercials, but uh, um, so these guys, I guess they uh been they uh debuting some new songs on the road. They're back on tour. Couple new songs, yeah. Unfortunately, we had to miss them here. Yeah, killed me. I was out of town for work, and and you had childcare options fall through and correct sucks uh, man because it was a great set list and my buddy james he went to the one in st louis and it, he sent a little clip and i looked at that set list and they're just i mean look i'd seen him three times prior i i i hated to miss him but it wasn't like here. me missing war on drugs earlier this summer because i have been literally since 2011 thinking like nope i'll wait they'll be here yeah. like, you know and then i fell through i was supposed to go to denver that didn't happen then i was out of town here i'm just like man i really want to go see that band so badly at least once you know yeah, yeah. just at least once so i'll probably have to travel to yeah to do it but it's just like right now they they're touring right now and i think they're in like oklahoma city or something soon but I, it's just not it's it's not gonna happen not doable yeah too much, too much going on yeah yeah it killed me not to be able to go see the national uh here on the 13th um that was the plan i was about to click buy on the tickets and yeah, childcare and everything else, just priorities in life, and it sucks. I was pretty bummed out, and then I saw the set list, and I was like, I'm really bummed out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess these guys have been uh, demoing about, or not demoing, but uh, playing like five new songs um, in shows on the road. So to me, that's like half of it, half of a new album, maybe. Yeah. It's, so they probably just haven't finished recording some. They're like working them out, and yeah, or the ones they know that they're done with, they're playing them on tour, or you know, trying to f- find them out. Maybe they're even trying to find them out to go record them. Like, how's it playing? Yeah. What are the audiences cheering to? And then we'll go back and do that. Like, we got a rough demo, but let's, like, just take a bunch of <clears throat> different approaches and see what biggest reaction we get. And then, I don't know. That's probably not true, but you never know. No, I think, I mean, a lot of times, isn't that how it works with these? Uh, I know for these, me, I would do that. But with these bands, you know, they have so much downtime together that they wind up coming up with new songs then. And then, uh, you know, they'll later make their way onto an album. And, and to your point, maybe they... They do play them on the road and test them out a little bit. I know that, uh, you know, Weird Goodbyes is all over the radio right now. Mm-hmm. I really like that song. Yep, yep. Um, so excited that maybe they have another album coming out here before. And we will, and then when we see them next time, they'll be touring behind a new album, and we'll get to see new yeah. songs. So I'm, I'm all right with that, you know. Yeah, as long as they come back through. They will, do. I'm we, sure they we will. We kill it for them at Starlight, and they, they were down at Crossroads, which I don't know why they weren't at Starlight, but whatever. Uh, and I'm sure it was yeah. pain. I got there's a gentlemen i know that when i need to text me to say hey how, how was the show you know right so um all right so in terms of their members we talked about this a little bit uh two twin brothers aaron and bryce um mostly on guitar keyboards and stuff like that piano um these guys they remind me of the like the crimson twins from gi joe like they could speak to each other without even mm-hmm. speaking to each yeah. other you know like if, Agreed. <laughs> if they're playing well, they basketball look, together, they they're like running. The way the other one's walking around stage and know exactly. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. If they're playing basketball together, they're like um, calling plays telepathically or something like sending each other mind bullets, and mm-hmm. they do the same thing on stage. Um, and then we mentioned this already, but two other brothers, Scott and uh, Brian Devendorf, Brian on drums, Scott on bass, and then Matt Berninger, uh, uh, vocalist. Um, but then kind of the, uh, some of the, the, I guess, side players or whatever, or, 
sometimes some of my favorite parts of some of their songs, like uh, the trombone and trumpet and the horns and stuff that they bring in, or some of the string, Dude, string sections. Live, they're fantastic. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, and so the guy that plays trombone, his name is uh, Ben Lands, and then Kyle Resnick plays trumpet, and uh, you see those guys regularly. On tour, and they on just tour, kill it. Yeah, or, or videos or whatever. Um, and I, I guess they're like technically like the sixth or seventh member of the band. They're not like part of the core. Yeah, yeah. Five. I would they're just say. getting a flat fee to go on the tour and like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess uh, Matt's wife Corinne, right? Besser is kind of in the band a little bit. She writes well, some of the songs. Well, that last album, that was another one with that. I am easy to find. She was behind a lot of collaborating with those lyrics and songs and everything, and some backup vocals too, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. So I think that was another reason that made that album different, you know, to where I don't think moving forward she's got too much input. I mean, I know that she does with Matt, but I mean in terms of like actually like, songwriting and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, a little bit yeah. here and there. I think. Yeah, yeah. And then I think she's maybe directed some of the videos. As right. Well. Yeah. She's definitely got. I mean, she she's always had a big hand in it. I'm just saying I. Yeah, you I know. think she's a pretty artsy person herself. Yeah, like, yeah. Isn't she like an editor for the New Yorker? Yeah, yeah, something um, like that. And they've been together for a long time, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, you could say this band's affiliated with um, like Big Red Machine, right? Which is um, Aaron, and he's in that uh, band with uh, Justin Vernon, who's uh, the dude from Bonnie Vera. Right. Uh, I know you don't like bon- Bonnie Vera. Uh, I just, I just haven't, haven't found my haven't way been able to get into it. Yes. I'm telling you, like. That sophomore, his sophomore album, the self-titled one, first five songs on that album, I will I will put up against any five songs from any album. Like, okay, I'll, I'll check that out. The first five. I mean, the whole album's pretty good, but the first five, that's that sophomore album. Okay. Um, and then Matt's done some solo stuff, too. Oh, yeah. You know, the Serpentine Prison yep. album. Yeah, well, he did, um, God, what's the... I've got the album uh, with Happiness Missouri on it. Uh, him and the other dude. What's their band? Uh, oh, um, um, I'm looking by. I mean, that's fine. I've got it. It's gonna. It's gonna bother me though. Cause happiness, Missouri. Elvi. Oh, uh, okay. Elvi. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, there's kind of like a little bit of an electronic edge to that band, right? Are there? I mean, uh, a little bit. I mean, it's it's pretty national sounding, but it's not. It's layered. It's more, yeah. It's more. It's of a, its own thing for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I forgot about that side project. It's a very, very good album, and they have a couple of standalone singles too that are good. But you should check out the yeah. full length album. It's really. Good. I haven't. I've only heard like a song. The or Happiness two. Missouri the is. Just listen to that song. Really. But for yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. Um, have you seen the the documentary Mistaken for Strangers? Oh, absolutely. I but yeah, I bought, <laughs> I bought that. You bought that? Uh, yeah. So yeah. you've seen it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. I just watched that earlier in the week. His brother, it, man. Oh, he's it's he's so funny. I mean, but you feel so bad for him at times, you know. It's just sad. You, some of it. It's really it is sad. sad. It, uh, it's a good documentary. It's though. very good. Um, the way that they they cut it. Um, he has to fire him. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, he has to fire him mid tour. Um, yeah, um, I just lo- love that part where. Uh, He's like, what is your... They're interviewing Matt. He's like, what did your brother Tom think about your band? And Tom's like a big metalhead. And he's like... Yeah. Uh, I think he thinks indie rock is pretentious bullshit. <laughs> like, and like, 
he's always trying to party and like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know oh, dude, just, he's, like, he's, typical, like he's trying to live like a rock star life yes. lifestyle with this indie band the, yeah yeah winds up yeah getting fired but pretty good stuff very good stuff all right um you want to turn to the songs sure go right ahead so i mean real real quickly again you you said hey let's just come up with our 10 favorite national song and and maybe we don't have to but you're like maybe we just or i said maybe we just we get a clear cut number one and yeah. the rest are just random. Or we can just say these are random. Because, like, the more I thought about that, I'm like, I've got I've got two that rotate for number one, like, okay. that they fight with each other, and I can just... You want to s- save the number ones? I don't I don't have any discernible order. I do have a number one. I do have number one. Then maybe we don't. We'll just break it down like every normal thing. We don't got to make No, I think at some, at some point you should say what your favorite is. Maybe at the end. At the, that's what I mean. You want to yeah. save that for the end. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'll let you go, go first. Uh... Give me one one song, I guess, off your top ten here. Okay. I don't know which way I want to... And I'll tell you if it's on my list as well. Which I which way I want to, uh, to start. I thought they weren't in any order. No, no, they're they're not, but I'm... I don't want to... You know, there's some I want to warm my way up to. Uh, oh, okay. Gotcha. So I, uh, let's see, let's see, use... We'll take my first one, uh, Looking for Astronauts. Was that on your... Nope. Topic, okay? No. Alright. Why do you like this song, Bob? So this song is um again on Alligator. Mm-hmm. So I was already this th- when when this hit my brain at my age, at the the, the time it was fall. Yeah. I mean, dude, it was like The pump was primed. Yeah. 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 I mean, like no other. Just like I mean, I was just soaking it in and then I'd boxer and soaking it in and then going back you know sad songs for dirty lovers then actually just just yeah immersing myself in it okay and this so i would always go i would always like every night before i had children uh my little 12 minute jaunt back and forth was going from my house up to the indian restaurant get my two chai drive home drink my chai creature of habit go to bed yeah it it was my thing like and now, like, I'll go get it and, you know, hey, I'll, can I get a big bu- bucket of it? I put it in the fridge. But, like, it was more about just the routine. I didn't have kids. It was something to just mm-hmm. go do, go get, say, hey, walk in there. You get to know the people, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and, and I was listening. And for some reason, I like, there was one week where I'm listening to Looking for Astronauts. Like, it just it just hit me about – it wasn't necessarily at first, like, the words. It, it was just just that that we were out looking for astronauts – instantly connected with me because it to me it was just like we're out looking for something bigger we want to be something bigger is there something out there are we just these peon like looking for meaning yeah like uh, you know that's the way that it first hit me and then when you listen to it all you could i mean there's a million different things that you could accompany this to i mean it's a relationship between him and a woman uh you know or a relationship that he wants to have a relationship that he did have i who it, it's it, that's that's what's great about this band. Yeah, they're they're all over the place, but man, that that thing just like the way it starts with the refrain, and just what it's saying. We're out looking for astronauts, and and you know where he's like, it's a little too late, too late, too late for this. Isn't it a little too late for this? A little too late, too late, too late for it's just that repetitive. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for for that. Yeah, and it just to this. I mean, it's one of those ones where if it comes on, I'm listening to it. Yeah, you know. So. No questions. No, yeah, no questions. And since we're in the no fall, it'd be a good song right now. You think? Well, th- I've been listening to this list, so it's, yeah. it's gonna throw me back into. It. I'm like, all right, here we go. We're nice. Gonna, we'll start with the national, then I'll end with Johnny Cash, and 
my I'll cry and my soul will be cleansed and then I'll be ready for spring. Bob <laughs> <laughs> is born again. It's my yearly thing, yes. yes. Uh, anything else about that one? No, I just it's just a great it's a it's a it's a trance. Puts me in a trance. Okay. And they can do that a lot. They they just have this sometimes they just have this vibe but i like it where it's like kurt vile is the same way with me my brain will just get locked on it's like a way it's like a wave that you ride there is something very trance-like about it's, his voice and, and it's everything yeah you're drawn into it yes um yeah i think that applies to that song yeah. for sure yeah all right uh so my first one i hate to start with the one that's you know pretty popular i guess but um don't swallow the cap i do not have don't swallow the cap on you do not it almost made the list um, that is a very, very popular staple of their live sets. It is, yeah. And that was uh, Trouble Will Find Me from 13. Phenomenal so, album. Phenomenal, yeah. There, there's, um, I guess, some rumors about what this song could be about. That, uh, yeah, One is that uh, Don't Swallow the Cap, that that title is about uh, uh, magic mushrooms, right? Like, uh, don't don't eat the cap because that's where all the psilocybin is, right. Right? right? I don't think that's what it's actually about. Um, or great lyrics, though. Great that's lyrics. Right. We'll one get, their, we'll get into the lyrics yeah. here, yeah, because this, uh, I'll get into kind of how it maps to me or my experiences or whatever. But uh, and then there's, I guess, another rumor that it's about uh, Tennessee Williams because he died. I think he had like a, he swallowed a visine cap, some eye drops or something. That that's what killed him. So, like, don't swallow the cat. But yeah. I don't think the song is about either one of those Either things. way, though, it's cool. Like, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I think that the title's almost beside the point, right? I think it was just something that he, yeah, he, just, he picked. He thought it sounded, sounded cool band. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's about uh, a person com- coming to grips with their own atheism, if you ask me what that okay. it's about. Um, I could see that. So I think he's he can't bring himself to believe and like a Judeo-Christian God, even though that would be easier, right? more socially I mean, acceptable. Well, he, well, he wishes he could. He wishes he could. He absolutely does. It would be, it's yeah. the safer thing to do, the more socially ex- acceptable yes. thing to do. He wishes he could get comfort from that, but he cannot. He right. can't bring himself to it. But, um, but that doesn't mean that like he doesn't, um, that, that things aren't sacred in his life or that he doesn't live a meaningful life, right? Right, right. And so, like, for me, like, you know, I got kids in parochial school. My wife is Catholic. I am not Catholic. I'm, I don't even identify as Christian, you know, if I'm being can, you I, candid. You and I both. Well, you and I both. Um, yeah, well. Very similar. So Although I was baptized Catholic, so I can I can understand this on all sides, my friend. Well, so I was I was raised Presbyterian. My grandmother was like an, was an elder in the church. I think even taught Sunday school. And like I just, when I was like ten, I stopped going. I just, I couldn't deal, right? Like even even then, it just wasn't doing anything for me. But now my kids go to parochial school. Like I said, my wife is Catholic. I have, I guess, my reasons for that. Kind of, um, but like. Well, we live in a horrible school district, and uh, end of story. <laughs> like that's um, the only bad thing. It's getting yeah, better, but well. Yeah, but there's maybe a little bit more to it. It's not there yet, yes. We're, we're working our way back up. Yeah, so like, but I feel like, uh, not a fraud, but like, I guess like imposter syndrome or whatever. Like, Dude, you, you going really to the functions it. and like yeah. going through the motions and like, you know, and I'm, I'm at the, the point dirtiest, where I'm... It's the dirtiest, most, most 
self-hating that I feel in my entire life because, as you know... Going I mean, through I, those motions? Yeah, like, I... Yeah. Am, it's the one thing where it humbles me. It humbles me and makes me understand that, yeah, there is... There are some things that you will just grin and bear it for the, the safe... This, this sake, the sake of your, your children, kids, or, your marriage, your or community, them. your, and then like other thing is like we have so many people that we know that go like it's, it's also a thing where we know a lot of people and we're like all right they're we're, you see we're, how they yeah we're fine we're, we're okay we'll figure it out like they're we can deal with this well and it doesn't to me it doesn't necessarily equate to morals or to, to no li- or to living oh. or to living a meaningful God, yeah. life right. So I, you know, and I think drinking all the time and then just apologizing on Sunday. We love you, Lord. Where is the beer? (laughs) Cold beer. Let's get her done. You guys got a fish fry going on. Let's go. (laughs) You summed it up. (laughs) Um, but like, so there's this line in here, uh, you know, when they ask, what do I see? I I say a bright, white, beautiful heaven hanging over me. And that's, I think I've mentioned this to you before. Like if that gives you comfort, and that works for you. Yeah. I'm not gonna knock it. I'm not gonna tell you otherwise. Yeah, man, knock yourself you know out. You know what I mean? And I'll I'll go along to get along, but that's not. Yeah, but I, like that's, that's not where I draw where the I'm line. At. When you start pushing it on me and talking to me like I agree with you on that stuff, I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah, back up, because I need I need you to know where I stand on this, like respectfully. Yeah. You know? like, I, think... I don't I don't just don't I always just tell people now like I don't you don't want to talk about this with me like this is, and then if they keep pressing and then it just turns into it just it's ugly. Right. You know, then I'm like, well, I used to be friends with this person, but not anymore. And then I'm like, all right. And then I just start rapid fire. But you don't go looking back. for fights. So not to anymore. Speak. Yeah, yeah. I used to. So I totally I'm... used to love looking for like religious fights, you know, but now it's like you're a child, Rob. Like just grow up. And now you just, uh, what, I'm not going to change anybody's mind. What am I trying to do here? Right. I'm just, just going to sit at this one out coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you like this song. What is, I mean, what yeah. does this song mean to you? Because, like, we talk about, like, there's enough there to kind of uh, latch on to and say it sure seems like he means this, but it's vague enough at the same time that we could probably come up with completely different interpretations of it. Or I, maybe you don't have an interpretation. No, I don't. It. I don't. I, I like your interpretation, and, and there's a lot to be said there. But it's also, like, um, that song's also one of those songs that, that just the sound of it puts me in the mood that then the lyrics go along with. And I find myself like not trying to like break that one apart because it just like, it's, it, it just works if you just let it be, Yeah. you know, to work. Cause like I'll pick other ones apart. Some of like, that's the one thing that I'm better at as I get older is, is not being so, I used to be so caught up on lyrics. Like analyzing the shit. Oh yeah. God. It was just yeah. like, just to a snobbish point. Like, and then, yeah. and then, then when I, heard an artist like saying this is what the song is really about and i'm like that is not anything like i well we've had this conversation i prefer when they don't explain what it's all Correct, about yes. you could kind of maintain yeah. that mystery or your yep. own your own interpretation of it yes but yes yeah i mean there's just like little things like everything i love is on the table everything i love is out to see i mean on the table to me that's like having proof science evidence out to see is the faith so like this whole song he's like Yes, toddling pulling, back pulling, and yes. forth between both yes. directions. Um, like I said, one one of a masterful uh, set of lyrics in that song. Yeah. Um, all right, you ready for your next one? Uh, how about? Let's see. 
Let's do Mistaken for Strangers. Did you have that on your also list? Also on my list. All right, yeah. hey, let me start that. I found, I can't remember the band. I should have wrote it down, but there's a, like a punk rock cover of the song on YouTube that I almost like more than the national version. I, really? Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. We'll find it after we record here. Um, all right, Mistaken for Strangers. Why do you like this song, Bob? Um, it's maybe the most... Like, so with this band, there's a lot of, like, with the way that, again, this is going to make no sense, but with the way that I interpret them, I have a, my brain has a lot in common with the way that they write music, the way that they make music, the, the lyrics, the, what they're saying, the, the meaning that I'm taking from it is very enriching uh, and, and very cynical at times. Like, this is one of those very cynical, smart-ass songs that I... I think it is, I, too. I, yeah, that I, that I absolutely love, and, um, I mean, it... It, it, it talks about like what you and I kind of talk about it, where society is heading, if that makes any sense to you, in terms of just this hollow, fake, like technology, you know, cable news, uh, you, you, you know, your, your Facebook, your Twitter, you're just, where you're just in this like big vacuum and 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 you're just going around and going around and going around and you're just faking everything right you're you're sort of going through the motions you're going through the motions you're dressing right you're dressing how you think you want to be dressed you're acting like they think that they want you to but but it's it's just this hollow stupid walking around like a zombie being vanilla and wanting everybody to love you and trying to fit in that that is driving you mad so just be yourself like you know i i think uh you're on to something there. I think uh, kind of where I'm at is pretty pretty close to kind of where you're at with this one. I mean, I think it's it's about uh, kind of going through the motions, being a slave to your programming, like uh, waking up and realizing you're kind of sleepwalking through life. And then like the, the things and the people that you used to love aren't a big part of your life anymore. They're kind of like off in the background now. And like... I mean, in this in this um, song talking about like, you know, you get mistaken for strangers by your own friends uh, when you pass them that night under the silvery, silvery city bank lights, um, arm and arm and arm and eyes and eyes glazing under, right? Dude. That's like a, a, a zombie, right? Just like uh, and losing sight of what really matters to you or what used to matter uh matter to you and then but i think there's like a tinge of hopefulness in it too though right that whole line make up something to believe in your heart of heart yes. so you have something to wear on your sleeve of sleeves yes um and so i mean to me that's like um figuring out it's sort of like a cry of like existentialism like figuring out uh what is going to give your life well, yeah, meaning like get, right and, 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 and working at it yeah. like like not being so checked out working at it uh and making more time for the things that you love well, right it's kind whole, of a call to action to me yeah and but then also that make up something to believe in your heart of hearts so you have something to wear on your sleeve of sleeves so you so you swear you just saw a feathery woman carry a blindfolded man through the trees like it that whole thing right there to me in my brain tells me that that it's just this person trying to come like create their own little fantasy life in this fantasy world with all these fantasy people with all the, that are just sheep that don't even there's nothing real about them but 
this is what you everybody tells you you got to be a part of a group everybody tells you you gotta you know people got to know that you're you know and it just it turns into this soulless everybody who has to be the same everybody has to laugh at the same thing soullessness of, of conformity and, yeah, and, yeah and your eyes just blow, glaze over and then at the end you're and then you're just zombie walking with all of them you know, yeah i hope i never do but uh, it, it, it yeah it's like easy a, to start getting broken down like a corporate drone right yeah. like that opening line, you have to do it running, but you do everything that they ask you to. That's uh, from Full Metal Jacket. That's a Stanley Kubrick, you know, movie. Yes. And, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's about like, look, if, if you do it running, you don't even have time to think. Like, yes. you know, you're being a good soldier, and I mean, to me, this is like you're being a good corporate soldier, going to work every day. You know, uh, just a good societal sh- sheep that just fits in and does what everybody. Yeah. Showered in blue blazer and filled yourself with quarters, right? Like you're a robot. Yeah. Like you're a robot just kind of going through the... Yeah, you're showered, you're ready to go, put me, yeah. Yeah. Put a a quarter in my back. Um, But yeah, you got to hear that punk rock version of this song. Okay, I wrote wrote, myself a note. For sure. Anything else to add about that one? No, it's a magnificent song. That might be like a top five for me from these guys or top three. Totally agree. All right. Um, Next song, Blood Buzz Ohio. Yes, sir. Is that in your top ten? Yes, sir. All right. So to me, the song is about, you know, we, we, we mentioned these guys are from Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to me, this song is about returning to the place where you grew up and sort of the complex emotions around that, right? Um, and he's sort of personifying Ohio, where he's from, as if it's, a woman he's sort of equating it to his mm-hmm. first love right like he was in a relationship with ohio the place where he's he's from and he's back there i think reluctantly wedding or funeral right he's right. he's back there sort of reluctantly that's the you know the line i was carried to ohio in a swarm of bees yep it sounds almost biblical like he's there sort of not against his will right but like because he feels obligated yeah in in, in some way um and, uh, you know, he, he's back reluctantly. Uh, he, he sings, uh, I never married, but Ohio don't remember me. So I think that means like he never settled down in another place, like such that he, he found another permanent home. Right. But Ohio doesn't, his first love doesn't remember him. Right. right? Um, and uh, I think he's got like some regrets about leaving. He feels like he, he sort of owes something to maybe some of the people he left behind and some of them aren't doing so well. Um, there's that line, uh, you know, I, I still owe money to the money to the money I owe. It's my, it's my favorite national line of all time. Okay. So what do you, I mean, are I, your I, thoughts along I, the same line? Yeah. But then I also now take it to mean to where like, I just take that refrain and apply it to just the, the truthfulness of no matter what situation it just, it's all just a scammy joke and I owe money to the money to the, to the money, money I, I owe. owe. I, interest I mean, on interest on interest. Yeah. Like, it just, just like, and I don't, it, who cares? It's all fake. I know it's all bullshit. Anything <laughs> anyway. So I, I love that. It's very powerful. This would be, this is my, when I said one of my one, a one B's, this is, this is a uh, flip flops with another song for number one on a, on a day. Okay. Basis. So this is also in your yes. top 10 and my and, top two and yes. your top two. Sometimes yes. it's your number one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is up there it. for me. Um, for and sure. there's something the way that it makes you like, then when you, cause you, we've listened to it a million times. And then sometimes I listen to it and all I want to do is hear the music because the music is this, 
I feel like you're in like a square and then you get tilted, but you're still in that square yeah. and then you get tilted kind the other crashing way. Crashing around. Yeah, you, but you're still like able at the end of it to yeah to, to stagger through. To me, it's know? it sounds like nostalgia feels to me. So yes. That's why it makes me feel like yes. coming very, home. Yes, very, very well put. I just did a, a trip back to Detroit two weeks ago, uh, first time back in a while. I'd been up to like northern Michigan, but we bypassed Metro Detroit, like, you know, where I grew up and, and went went through, took my daughter to her first Michigan football game, which was an awesome experience. But I always do the, what I call the nostalgia tour, like go kind of tour my old stomping grounds. And now I do it with my kids and kind of, you know, it's a way for me uh for them to get to know me better right kind of show them yeah who you are where, where you i grew came up from, and stuff yeah. and like taking my daughter through detroit during the day she's like, dad you grew up hard <laughs> <laughs> um but uh like this song uh it's like that feeling of going going back and like you know einstein tells us like that space and time are intertwined and like just going back to a place you haven't been to for a long time it's saturated in all those memories from that time, all that history from that time. Yeah, it's all and it, there though, and, it, and it's yeah. so fresh and vivid because you're you're back and yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's yeah. All these stories come back like flooding, you know, in at the same time. It's almost uh, too, too much, much to, to take, bear yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And on top of that, like you know, uh, my wife and I have been together. We passed this milestone where we've we've been together longer than we haven't, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. So her family is my family, absolutely. But like when I go home, like my side of the family, those are my people. You know, that's just people that I, from when I was a little kid, well, forever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, grew up with. Those are my people. And, and when I get to home, uh, get home and, and get to spend time with them, it's not just about being there and being saturated in, the, in, in those memories, but it's about being around them. And that's when I say I got a blood a blood buzz. Like just yeah. being here, I have a blood buzz. And yeah, that takes me. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah, man. That's what this song means to me. But I love it. I love it, dude. It's it's one of their best songs. Yeah. By far. Uh, agreed. Yeah. 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 Pretty good video too. Yeah, very good video. All right, you're up. Okay, my next one is Secret Meeting. Okay. You have Secret Meeting. Not on my top no, ten okay. now. Okay. So again, this is another. On alligator. Yeah soaked myself in that in that album but it's also very like i identify a lot with this general song and and the feeling of it not necessarily maybe what he means but for me it's very identifiable because i put myself on autopilot every day and there's a portion of my brain that is constantly doing other things (laughs) right so so it's like a secret i had a secret meeting in the basement of my brain you know yeah so like this everything that he's internalizing and 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 the the panic the anxiety that like it, it's all very real for me the way that he puts this down to where he kind of puts the the basic work human experience in perfect song form and then leaves it vague enough to where what is he really saying about it you know and like what is it and that's really what life is <laughs> who know who knows but like I, I i just love how he's you know the 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 I had a secret meeting in the basement of my brain the way it ends, and it went the dull and wicked ordinary way. And that's, yeah. just, that's so self-identifiable. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like, I think, you're doing yourself no good talking to yourself. <laughs> you can tell that Matt has a really busy mind, yeah. and he has a, a hard time, like, quieting the yammering mind monkey, you know? Like yes. you do. And Very identifiable, You yeah. probably do, and I, I know that I, I yeah. do. Like, he's, he's lost in thought all the time, yep. and he's always... 
he's got a lot of lyrics to that yep. to that effect yeah like pulling himself out of that yes that state yes. like default mode network yes. yeah um all right anything else to add about this one no just certain time certain place right when i got into him and then and then what it said is just very you know i can just i i, I my emotions can identify greatly with that song so i love i love it yes um all right so no, this one it's not going to be in your top 10 but i heard you liked it earlier uh rylan no rylan just missed out but just I do. missed your top 10 just, just missed my top 10 yes okay so I this love, one finally appeared on i am easy to find in uh, 2019 but i think it's been kind of they've been kicking it around for years and mm-hmm. years right yeah. and uh, yep. a version of it appeared on that yep on that album um it was a great live song for years and you're like dude yeah put that on like record that and then so they, chose, they finally they, did yeah yeah, yeah. Ch- changed the song but it nonetheless very powerful I yeah. enjoyed it great. No, they didn't change it to the point where it's unrecognizable. Or no, but I mean, it's a, it's a cleaner, newer, oh, updated, sure. different vote. You know, the, the female vocals, the softness, they softened it a little bit. Yeah. I'd say it worked really well on that album. That album and uh, the way it kind of plays into that uh, um, short uh, film, the Mike Mills short yes. film as well. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say, I guess, about the the lyrics i mean to, again this is kind of the drumming the percussion on this one the, the way it starts off i think they even have two drum kits two two drummers mm-hmm. i believe so when i saw it when i saw it live they had like dueling drummers like rapid fire kind yes, of at the, yes yes uh beginning um you know and just uh and this to me is a song about a sensitive kid right and i think they use the name rylan because it's kind of like um uh, you know could work as a boy's name yeah, or a girl's yeah, name they're, or whatever, very but, ambiguous yeah um but yeah, I think it's about a sensitive kid. Um, you know, we all know this like sensitive, uh, quiet kids that kind of keep to themselves. But, I have one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I do too. Um, but you know, uh, hypersensitive, uh, affected by things, kind of like the canary in the coal mine mm-hmm. uh, in human form. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, yeah really like that song i think it's it's super catchy yeah it's, it's just it's, it's just very like comforting and and relaxing and maybe the closest thing yeah. like a true pop song these guys have too yeah i, I think. would agree um, i would agree yeah all right um i don't have anything else about that one all right my next one let's go ahead and do uh <clears throat> abel okay was that on your list it's not on my top 10 but okay yeah so this is probably the first national song i fell in love with and i don't know why i mean i i wanted to name like when we were talking about names for for Able. for my son i was going i wanted Abel. yeah but it didn't like she was like well i'm not i want people calling him abe i just don't i'm like well then you just tell people it's Abel. and he's like yeah she's like it's then you cain and Abel. i'm like yeah that's the whole but like so anyway i lost that i lost that i love that name right this song is so energetic and and the 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 um you know, loose comparison to Cain and Abel, right? Uh, is fantastic. It's the two. It's the brother. One clearly had too much to drink, and I just like, hey man, you know, give me the keys. Give me the keys. Like, I, it, it just everything's gone down wrong. Like, you know, water under the bridge. Like, there's dual meaning there. Like, are they going on a bridge? Are they gonna crash into the water? Right. Uh, is he supposed to like let go of these paranoid thoughts he has about his brother? Is he drunk? Like, what? Yeah. It's just this whole chaotic, shaky 
story that we've all been, we can all identify with and, and whether we know somebody that it's happened to or ourselves or, yeah. and, and it's just, man, it's, and the drums, it just drives that thing. Just that oh, yeah. song just drives hard, man. And it's like a, it gives me that same, like a John Bonham from Led Zeppelin feeling that you like Led Zeppelin to me, like everybody's like, Whoa, Jimmy Payne. Like dude, John Bonham was Led Zeppelin, like the drums. Yeah. And everything's built around that. Correct. Everything. And he makes yeah. everybody better because he was, and you world. feel that way about this about this, this song. song? I mean, man, even more than dri- usual. Yeah, he just drives Brian. it with that. It, it's just, it's so good and so fast. And like you said, like a, a quick. Yeah. You know, very Joy Division sounding on the drums on this on this song. But I love. You that wonder album. if it's maybe about his brother Tom, you know? Because yeah, it, it. I don't know, maybe, but it, yeah, could just be because of that documentary's fresh in my head. Right. But but I just remember great, from that documentary, like. He didn't want his brother drinking, right? Because he would always take it too far. He always said, "You got the allergy." He, like you, <laughs> I've never heard that term for like alcoholism either. You got the allergy. Like you can't, you know, you'll overdo it. Um, so maybe maybe it has something to do with that. All right. Anything else about that and one? And then just I love just the screaming. My mind's not right at the end. You know, it's over and over and over and yeah. over. And then when that song ends, I always have to exhale you know take a deep breath yeah because i'll hold my breath like the whole song and just crank it that's a that's a crank up song for me i'll just yeah crank it up and 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 my wife loves it as well so she'll kind of in the same vein as mr november which yeah i'm sure we'll get to yeah yeah um all right um if you don't have anything else on that one no you're up yeah all right uh i need my girl i did not have i need my girl but i love i need my girl um this is the thing man I could do another 10. I could. Well, it's a testament to the greatness of this band that, you that's know, we're not going to have a whole lot of overlap. And yeah. I, I still have, look, the back of this. Sh- well, that's the, what's great. So we can like the back of this shit. These are like my yeah. kind of <laughs> runner up songs back here. I got a whole list of Jesus, them. But, yes. um, yeah. Um, this song. I uh, instantly am playing it in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm good. I am grounded. Davey says that I look taller. I can't get my head around it. I keep feeling smaller and smaller. I need my girl. I need my girl. I, I mean, to me, that's like he's trying to convince himself that he's okay. And yeah, he, he's without not, her, right? Correct. Right. And he needs. Maybe it's Corinne. He's talking about his wife, or I don't know. Yeah. He needs his his love of his life, you know, to uh, pull him out of it. And but like the ne- very next kind of set of lyrics just like uh, lead you to believe that maybe. Um, maybe she's a bit of a mess too, right? Because it goes, uh, remember when you lost your shit and drove your car into the garden and you got out and said, I'm sorry, to the vines and no one saw it. So yeah. like a drunken car accident, yeah, yeah. Into, like the, sh- the bushes, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's talking about her now, right? So right. she's... Sounds like they're probably codependent. They're codependent. She's just a little bit fucked up, like he's a little bit fucked up. Yeah, just enough they, to where they're, they're fucked they need up each together. Other. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, do you see it the same? No, absolutely. The 100%. same way. Yes. And then, uh, you know, I'm under the gun again. I know I was a 45 percenter then. Uh, I mean, to me, that's just again, checked out, going through the motions, not even really making an effort. I'm a 45 percenter. I'm not even halfway there. Um, m- more of that, just yeah, slave to a pro- your programming type of thing. Common theme in the Nationals. For sure. Um, and then, you know, later on in the song, there's just something that for whatever reason, I don't even know why, but it rings true where he says, there's some things that I should never laugh about in front of family. Like, it just feels like, an, like, like, you know, that, you know what he's talking about, even if you don't have a specific example to right. cite, or maybe you right. do have a specific example to cite, but like, you understand the sentiment. Yes. 100%. Um, 
And he says, I'll, I'll try to call you from the party. It's full of punks and cannonballers. And I love that. <laughs> love that. Because you've been to part, house parties yeah, with punks and cannonballers. Yeah, or, or, or some configuration <clears throat> of freaks and geeks or whatever it may You know, it's very, very, yeah. very identifiable. Yeah, just a very colorful way to, to put it, though. Yes. All right. Um, I don't have anything else on that, on that song. Yeah, no, that one is a, that one is a great song. Yeah. That probably would be, yeah, they just, this, this is the bad thing about doing this is you just think about how great a lot of their songs are, you know? Yeah. It's like, hard to squeeze oh, it in okay. a, a list. Um, yeah. We're moving pretty, a pretty decent clip through these yeah. faster than I thought. Um, is it my turn or your turn? You are it's up. my turn. Yeah. Well, let's do this one. Uh, Day I Die. Okay, it's also in my top ten. Okay. Uh, I'll let you lead. Oh, no, sorry, Day I Die is not. It's it's uh, it just missed the cut. So okay. Go ahead. Okay, so you, yeah. but you're still. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, uh, this is one that I grew into. Um, the first time I heard it, I didn't necessarily care for it. Okay. Um, it was kind of like, eh, meh, I, you know, okay. Heard it on the, on, on the album. Uh, and that album kind of w- was that way with me for like the first few listens. Uh, and then That's I That's a sleep all beast, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I locked in and was just like, okay, I had, my, I had to like elevate my, th- my thinking to get to the, where they were headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of trying to lower my expectation or like raise my expectations and lower their you know, their progression. Right. Like I, I had to compartmentalize everything. And then I was just like, wow, this is a great album. And then the more I listened to them and the more I shuffle or, you know, whatever it may be like that, that song would come up. And I was just like, I really, really like this song. I just, mm-hmm. I like the way that it makes me feel. I like the way that it, it just, it's just a great, it's a great song. And, yeah. it, and it's more great drumming. Yeah. And it's also like another cynical song. Very cynical, you know? Yeah. Like about where they will be, I guess, as a couple, when he dies, yeah, like I don't need you. Besides, I barely ever see you anymore, and when I do, it feels like you're only halfway there. And then, you know, young mothers love me, even ghosts of girlfriends call from Cleveland. They will meet me anytime and anywhere. Yeah, to me, that feels like a threat. Yeah, like right? yeah, like like I'm a rock star. I can go somewhere and be and yeah. like, don't yeah. think I don't have options. Yes, which is crazy because his wife helped him write this album, right? Like, right. This is the one that I think she was the maybe even more closely involved in than. Then I'm easy to find, uh, and I think a lot of it is about troubles in their marriage. Yes, too. And yes. obviously they made it through, and they're still together and everything. No, and I but... think he said as much very vaguely. And, yeah. And and this helped them because they were basically like wrote out therapeutic their or whatever back and forth and yeah songs. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, dude, I love that. I just love the spirit of that song and the the sound and, and the cynicalness of it and the smart assness of it and, mm-hmm. the, and, and the seriousness of it all at once, you know? Yeah. Just a good song. Same here. They're a great band. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got to be careful. This is going to turn into like a circle jerk in podcast right. form. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, next one for me, unless you got anything else to add on. The no, line. man. All right. You're better up. Uh, this is my favorite. My number one. Okay. You want me to go there or okay, say yeah, it? Do it? No, do it. Slow show. Okay. Off a boxer. I, I don't have it on my top ten, but I love slow show. Um, that makes sense for you. I would pick a. You would seem like a slow show guy. Really? Yeah. Whoops. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, he's like oscillating between kind of the nervousness and anxiety of being at a party, 
Yes. Where there's somebody there that he's inter- very much interested in and after, and then just wanting to be alone with that person in impressor, right? Um, you know, seeing uh, standing at the punch table, swallowing punch, because that's what you do when you're at the punch table, you swallow right. a punch. Right. Uh, can't pay attention to the sound of anyone. A little more stupid, a little more scared, every minute more unprepared. So to me, he's, he's a nervous wreck, right? Yes. Yes. It's he's anxiety ridden. Um, and it goes on to say, you know, I want to hurry home to you, put on a, a slow, dumb show for you and crack you up. Uh, so you can put a blue ribbon on my brain. God, I'm very, very frightened. I'll overdo it. So, I mean, to me, that's, you know, he wants to get her sort of like, uh, alone one-on-one, not at this, at the party right. that they're at. Right. He wants right. to, um, impress her with his wit and his intellect and, you know, his charm, make her laugh. Um, right. but he's at the same time, he's worried he'll take it too far. He'll overdo it. Yes. Right? He'll take it too far and just ruin the whole thing. Right. And come off is, is, is lame. And then the song just kind of goes back and forth between the anxiety of being at that party. You know, my leg is sparkles, my leg is pins. I better get my shit together, better right. gather my shit in. <laughs> and then he does the thing where he great, talks about having the, there. yeah, the busy mind, right? You could drive a car through my head in five minutes from one side to the other. Um, again, lost in thought, like constantly lost in thought, trying to yes. pull, and that's anxiety, right? Trying, yeah. He's trying to like pull that's himself the, out of that and be present. Just, about just a big pile of anxiety. Yeah. Different yeah. anxieties everywhere you turn. Yeah. And about kind of messing things up with uh, this, this woman, whether it's, you know, his now wife or, or whatever. But then, I mean, what gets me is that when it shifts into that piano part at the yes. end, right? And he sings, um, you know, I dreamed about you for 29 years before I saw you. That's, that's you know, I dreamed about you. Uh, I missed you for 29 years. That, and he kind of repeats that. Yeah, that's like, a great. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a great like, um, at that point, he's actually gotten his shit together and like delivers the line of all lines after the kind of the mess of anxiety that preceded it. He, he stuck the landing. But, right. Um, yeah, that's my favorite. He did stick the landing. It's my favorite. Uh, by the time you get song. to that, it's you're ready for that. Yeah. You know, like the confidence it, it to break through you. and for him to yeah, figure it, it out. It just cuts you. That song cuts you like after. Oh, yeah. After a little while. Yep. Um, what else? All right. I guess balls back in your court. All right. My next one, I'm going to go afraid of everyone. Okay. Not on my top 10. Okay. So, uh, High Violet was a unique, to me it was a unique switch for them as well, after, uh, you know, Alligator Boxer and then this one. So they, this is when they kind of turned and did the, this to me I'm like, this is like their, their Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds pushed the sky away. It's a very sound shift for them. Yeah. Um, still the same themes and whatnot, but like, like, realizing like we're maturing, we're not young, just you know, melancholy, rocky, young, mm-hmm. dumb. I mean, they're adults now, right? So becoming a uh, like more textured, more layered. Right, and you're more... singing about the things now that you were like the, the solutions to what you were singing about then, but it's still the same problems. You're just more mature in the way that you you, you respond to you them. You respond to it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I don't know what it is about. This is one of those ones where I don't try too hard to sort it out. Uh, pun intended, I guess, with some of the lyrics in the song, but. Um, it just hits me a certain way, and I, I don't know why. Um, it, 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 you listen to where it, it's like I think he's talking about fatherhood. Um, 
because you know there's a line in there that says with my kid on my shoulders i try not to hurt anybody i like but i don't have the drugs to sort i don't have the drugs to sort it out sort it out so like i think fatherhood kind of messed with him mm-hmm. um and he's trying to set a good example because he's a dad now mm-hmm. um and then he says you know i defend my family with my orange umbrella which means like I'm afraid of everyone. I'm afraid of everyone with my shiny new star spangled tennis shoes on. I'm afraid of everyone. I'm afraid of. So like he's saying like he's almost completely at the bottom right now, not like and not knowing what's going on and like he yeah, I'm defending with an orange umbrella, but really he's a, he's scared to scared shitless he, about yeah, he's scared kid. to admit that like he doesn't know what it's about and now he has a kid, so like you got the anxiety there. Well he's I think he's said that that song is about Yeah, I think something to do worry with about having a kid his worry, kid yeah. in the way, yeah. Worrying about having kids, I think. Yeah, yeah. Movie, yeah. Um but then your voice has stolen my soul. Clearly the child has come along and now they've stolen your soul. Right. And and you you're just gotta be a dad now you gotta be a parent right you there's know? some acceptance there yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah that's a, a good one as well i mean we'll keep saying that but... yeah dude it's, yeah you forget and you're just like oh man yeah that was... um all right my next one did we do fake empire yet no all right fake empires in my top 10 over, i love i love fake empire um another one off a of boxer yep. from 07 um to me it's got this like dreamlike quality and again kind of like this trance like quality about it. it it feels like uh surreal that they're you know um you know troping through the big city right but it's not it's dreamlike there's a dreamlike quality to it um he says uh stay out super late tonight picking apples making pies pull a little something in our lemonade and take it with us we're half awake in a fake empire. We're half awake in a, a fake empire. Um, I mean, to me, I don't know if he's talking about his marriage or relationship or or whatever being society, a fake empire. That's how I always, I always take society. It. Yeah, I I think that I think he said repeatedly that like their songs are always about sort of relationships and politics mm-hmm. and relationships and politics. But are ambiguously like the same. enough to where you can't. But they're like they're like the same thing. Like relationships are about how you treat people, and so is politics. Just kind of scaled up, right? So he's using the term empire. You think you think politics. You think of the the government or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like he could very well be as well, but he's also applying it to like their relationship. Yeah. Like, no, I get yeah. They're like they're this be. big New York power couple. My wife is an editor for the New Yorker. I'm in this big indie indie band. But you know we we have our troubles too. Right. We are you know we're going through some shit right now or right. whatever. We're a fake. This is a fake empire. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's yeah what it means. I mean, there's and there, not, and, and there are, you can relate to that as well because there are times in everybody's marriage where you just are trucking. You're just sure you're in a fake empire. Like keeping yeah. parents is for the kids at times. You know, you're both just worked down, tired, like don't want to see each other. Like I'm yeah. sick of you, but you have to just kind of coexist because you know you'll get through it because you always have. You know, you just you just keep rolling along. Yeah, and like I mean, to me, I I think I said this maybe when we were talking about these guys at the tail end of our last show, like. These guys, like, uh, remind me of, like, adulthood, right? They capture these, like, vignettes from, like, life as an adult, like, and their songs are about, like, marriage troubles like this or, like, moving. That song, Weird Goodbyes, is about, like, how hard it is to to move, like, to leave a place, a house behind or whatever, uh, or, like, 
conversation 16, which did not make my list, but it's up there. Yeah, I'm worrying 100%. about the kids, worrying about yeah. your kids or, um, you know, we've talked about the, a few songs now that are just kind of about realizing that you're sleepwalking through life and trying to like snap out of that. Right. Um, uh, or being in spiritual crisis or just how, how absurd the world is. Like to me, they're a very yes. adult van, uh, band putting, putting forth like adult struggles. Yes. You know, I agree. Um, totally agree. And this is a, an example of, of well, that, that whole album is very mature and, and yeah, look just, to me, it's just a look on, I mean, relationships, society, marriage, love, lust. Like, I mean, they had, there was a little bit of something of a, a little bit of everything in, in, yeah. Boxer. It, just a fantastic album. 100%. All right. You're up. All right. Give me one second here. I think we're getting down to our last, I don't know, two or three songs each, maybe. I'm trying to figure out because I've, I've check marked them off here. I should have. Uh, let's just let's go with one I know is on both of our lists, and that would be Mr. November. All right. I would assume that's on your list, isn't it? It's in my top 10 for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so we already covered Mistaken for Strangers, so I'm going to cross that off. Mr. November, yeah, off of Alligator, 05. I think that might be your favorite album. I mean, I know you yeah, still didn't have that a favorite weird? album, but you keep coming back to Alligator. Yeah, keep coming back to Alligator. Because it might was be, so impactful. Mine might be Boxer, but... Yeah. Um, Dude, they're all, like, yeah. that's what I hate talk, because it's like, you feel guilty, like I'm sliding the other albums. It's like, I love them all, you know? Yeah. So but yeah, this I, was, but this was, like, Alligator was my entry point, and Alligator was my... I mean, this band exploded my head open into being like, all right, Bob, do you go look for some new music? So I just, I always, since then, have been like a shark looking for new stuff to listen to or yeah. recommendations the from hunt. friends. Or, yeah, it's like, man, like, Bob, oh, don't what's, sleep. What's this? Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's check that out. You know? Bob would sleep, but he's looking for new music. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, like, if, if Rylan is their pop song, this is their punk song. Yeah, dude. One of their punk yeah. songs. Uh, yeah. And this is another vague meaning, a lot of meanings here. You I know? think so. I think it's mainly like kind of about pressure. Like pressure, to perform. pressure to perform yeah in, in in any facet but then you can break it down and he's put it in a nice package here to make it understandable but i think it's basically about just pressure to 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 perform yeah i think so too i think it's like when they're on that first big kind of european tour and like you see in that documentary like the uh i guess that he has to like will himself to perform like he's a he's a nervous guy he's yeah. got to drink some wine you know smoke some weed drink some to more, get out yeah. there in front of people yeah. and like to me like it's almost like he's having stage fright doesn't like want to get out there right um you know what he's, he sings this is nothing like it was in my room in my best clothes you know always wearing the three-piece suit right on on stage and uh you know trying to think of you this is nothing like it was in my room in my best clothes so like when he's like like he, he's going back to moments of of confidence yeah. To try to build himself up like I was carried on the arms of cheerleaders. I was a star, you know. Yeah, like I, things I, used to come easy to yeah, me, and this I, I, is not. I'm, I'm yeah. struggling. I won't, I won't fuck us over. I'm, I'm, and then Mr. Trying November to convince like himself. Politician, like winning the, you know, the November election. Right. Like, so there, he's just tying it all into to pressure, man, winning and, yeah. and not failing. And again, like that, that layer of politics over top of it. Right. Like, but. And he sings, the English are waiting, and I don't know what to do. In my best clothes, this is when I need you. Right? right. So to me, that he's freak, me he's that, freaking out. Yeah, that could be like record label executives, you know? like. Yeah. It could be a million different things. That's what's great about this song, but it's just all about, like, you can relate to it because it's like, oh, I don't want to mess this up. Yeah. He, he, I can't he needs, mess this up. He needs somebody to give him a nudge. Like, get out right. there, get out there, Matt. Start the show. Right. You'll be fine. 
Right. Um, very, very Tweety-like in that regard. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, and then the chorus, I won't fuck us over, I'm Mr. November, I'm Mr. November, I won't fuck us over, I won't fuck us over, I'm Mr. November, Mr. November, I won't fuck us over. Yeah. I mean... Trying a, to reassure himself. Trying to re... Yeah. yeah like, yeah. build himself back up that I can... I can do this. Um, screaming, you know. At, right. By the end of it. Yeah, if I scream louder, it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. So this is... We have a... What? This is at least our second or maybe third... Second or third, yeah. Overlap. Top ten. Um... Anything else to add about that one? Just a fantastic song that I'll crank up every time it's on. Um, 100%. Um, we both had Blood Buzz, right? Both had Blood Buzz, Ohio. Yeah. I think so. we've had three that we... That were on. We had um, Mr. November, Blood Buzz, Ohio. And then... Um, Mistaken for Strangers. Mistaken for Strangers. So that, yeah, that was the three. All right, so my next one is uh, Walk It Back from Sleepwell Beast. Okay. I don't have that, but that's a, that's a great song. Yeah, I mean, so... so I'm singing it in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, to me, it's a song about, like, again, uh, kind of in the same vein of uh, Mr. November, like, he's on the verge of a nervous breakdown, like, but this is more, like, out of just pure frustration with something it's just bothering him like maybe the absurdity of the world or the absurdity of the situation and just kind of the, the futility from the fact that like he doesn't think he could change it like there's nothing he can do to change the situation right so to me like he launches into this rant and he gets like one line into it and then he reels it back in before he before he hurts somebody's he stopped, feelings yeah, or fucks stopped, it up right right he um, actually stopped and thought about what he was going to say before he just like ruins a relationship or takes it too far and fucks it up as he says right so uh this opening line though just reminds me of of me <laughs> i'm always thinking about useless things i'm always checking out i'm always mothering myself to bits i'm always checking out again like just lost in his own thoughts like yeah busy mind very very identifiable yes um yeah and just trying to break you know break out of that um you know and just forget it nothing i changed changed anything i won't let it i won't let it ruin my head i mean to me that's that's sisyphus right we've talked about like sisyphus rolling that rock up the hill like yep under you know ab absurd circumstances when you get to the top the the, the rock's just going to roll to the bottom and you just have to do it all right. over again going right. through the motions yeah. over and over and right over. and and does anything mean mean anything um in the face of that absurdity like how do you give life meaning and when he says, like, I won't let it, I won't let it ruin my head, he's, right. he's saying, I'm not, it is absurd, it is absurd, but like Sisyphus, I'm not going to let it get to me. I'm going to keep a smile on my face and recognize the absurdity and still, you know, live a meaningful full life. Um, what do you make of, uh, well, before I get there, <laughs> there's that line, I try to save it for a rainy day. Yes. It's raining all the time. <laughs> yes. Until everything is less insane. I'm mixing weed with, with wine. Weed, yes. Yes. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm not a wine drinker, and I'm not going to own up to anything uh, else on this show here, but I, I understand the sentiment. <laughs> like, I understand where he's coming from. Right. 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 It's, like, like you just, said, this is adult life. Uh, you just... Yeah. You can totally relate to, like, the, the juvenile thoughts, trying to cover up the juvenile thoughts, the family. The, I mean, he just... Yeah. They paint a really good... They're just dad rock, man. <laughs> dad rock. Um, 
I don't know that I have anything else about this song. There is that kind of line interwoven through the, uh, I guess, the, the back half of the song, which is something that uh, Dick Cheney said when, during the Bush administration. Did yes. you catch that? Yes. They've, and um, they've talked about that, I think, in interviews. about. Yeah, they have. And, and again, just kind of the interweaving of politics and relationships. But um, I'll just leave it at that. Um, all right. Next one for you. Okay. How about... Uh, Vander Lyle, Crybaby Geeks. Do you have that on your list at all? No, but it's it's like first tier, past the cutoff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so this was one that I was. And a staple of their live shows, they usually close with a. Yeah. So so that song. that is why that is where I, I this song was not all that much on my radar until I saw them live and and two of the three times that I saw them live, I believe they closed out the show with this, um, and it was it's incredible. So then you have a newfound respect for the song and you go back and listen to it and just for the just for the the feeling it give it gives me at the end of a national show uh i it's kind of cathartic yeah it's in my top 10 i don't even uh, i mean i don't even know what that one forget means, what it's really right? about or what no, yeah like do I. I don't even i don't want to know i don't even care i just right it all sounds good the way that they carry it and mm-hmm. and the, the passion and and the the soul in his voice especially live and when they kind of do that acapella thing it's just gorgeous and i love it yeah they, that show that where we saw them together with all the rain you know they, yeah, they closed they closed yeah. with this song i think it's yeah and we'd all been rained on and he was out there rained oh, yeah. on out, out on the landing there and yeah he he you know does this thing that he always does where he jumps out in the crowd with a microphone cord that must be 150 feet long during mr november yeah, yeah during mr november yeah. and probably got within i don't know 10 feet of us yeah we were right there yeah we closed in pretty good yeah climbing on that on that pa in the rain and that was crazy it was a crazy night fun night oh so fun such a great show in the rain made it like very very rarely does rain make an outdoor event better but it but did i that that did, yeah. two times it's done that is that and then when i saw peter hook doing all the joy division stuff and it was just like raining and yeah dark and as long as there's no lightning yeah lightning no it was dude it was just gloomy and awesome and just like that yeah. show where like Usually I get pissed when it starts raining, but that show I was like, this is exactly what, what we need. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, it's you or me? I think it's you because I just did Vanderlaw. Oh, you did. Uh, and I think this might be my last one because I think my last couple on this list uh, we already covered. Uh, Mister November, we covered. Mistaken for Strangers, we covered. Yeah, I've only got um, one left. Yeah, so do I. So my last one is uh, Nobody Else Will Be There off of uh, Sleep Well Beast 2017. I do, that's, that's not my last one, but I love that song. Um, yeah, to me, again, that album I think is kind of about mar- his marriage troubles or whatever, and to me that the song kind of toggles back and forth between like what he perceives as maybe the end of their marriage and then like when they first started dating, right? He... Uh, he says, uh, you said we're not so tied together. What did you mean? Like, that that right. scares him. Like, maybe she said that to him or he said that to her. We're not so tied together. And that was like, oh, shit, what is, where is this going? Like, that's a red flag that, like, right. is this going down the divorce path? Or, right. Um, and, uh, you know, meet me in a stairwell in a second for a glass of gin. Um, you know, let's talk, about, talk about it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But then it flashes back to... Uh, maybe the beginning of the relationship where he, he sings, uh, can you remind me of the building you live in? I'm on my way. It's getting cold again, but New York's gorgeous and it's, it's a subway day. So I think that's like maybe when they first started dating and he's flashing back to that. Mm-hmm. And that's another quality I think about their songs is like, 
Well, he, they, they use move, the they past float to back heal and the, forth. Heal the future. Yeah, they float back and forth through time. Like time right. is right. Flat circle. <laughs> um, right. Right. Um, and then again, another line that just rings absolutely true, true to me. Like if you've been to a family function, you know, it's supposed to be a two-hour thing. You've been there for three or four hours, and right. then you're just trying to leave. Yeah. Just well, trying you know, to leave. You've been trying to leave since you went since you went there. But like, there's a process to to leaving, right? That you can't just say goodbye and give everybody hugs. It's like a series of little conversations as you like inch your way <laughs> out the door, like, and then 45 minutes later, like you're just finally leaving. 45 minutes if you're lucky. Right. So uh, the line, "Why are we still out here holding our coats? We look like children." Goodbyes always take a half an hour. Can't we just go home? And that that song just resonates Total- yes. with me. Like, yes, I 100% agree with that's that. That's a true sentiment. Um, um, yeah, I mean, not a whole, whole lot else to add there other than the fact that like, uh, you know, I think he's, he's maybe in a bad way, uh, wants his wife. And I think that maybe she's let him down in, uh, in some way. Right. Yes. He yeah. Needs her. Um, yeah. um, yeah. And that's it, man. That rounds out my top 10. If you count the few that, you know, where there was overlap, but you have one more. Fanta- I do have one more fantastic song. Choices, my friend. And I knew this is what would happen with this is just get you thinking about all the songs that you didn't put on there. Yeah. So this is my 1A, 1B uh, switcher, which I <clears throat> actually, this spilled out on a, a side text chain with a few of us. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I Should Live in Salt. Yeah. <clears throat> and that is... That's on my sort of like next tier. Yeah, that and Blood Buzz Ohio trade. Back and forth. Whenever I hear them, I'm like, that's my favorite, that's my favorite, that's my favorite, that's my favorite. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, back and forth. Yeah. Um, and Comparison this one, is the thief of joy, Bob. Yes. Yes, I know. If I, I, I think, like, if you ask me now, I would go with this one. Um, it's, I don't, I, my brain loves it. The sound is very unique and cool. And like, it's almost like a rubber band going out and coming back and going out and coming back and going out and coming back. That's the way that it makes me feel the the, the words. And and I don't know exactly what it's about, but it's very self-identifiable. And sometimes, especially when you've been married a long time and you, you know, he says, don't make me read your mind. You should know me better than that. It takes too much time. You should know me better than that. You're you not should that. know me better right. than that. Right, yeah. and he's singing that out and singing yeah. that out. And then, you're not that much like me. You should know me better than that. We have different enemies. You should know me better than that. I should leave you alone, but you're not right. So, like, that's a perfect... Yeah. Like, like that last one, especially, I should leave it alone, but you're not right. That is totally me. Like, if she's wrong, you're getting... Because well, I'll ne- I never you, get to hear the end of it. Yeah. So you can bet your ass that you're never going to hear the end of it, you know. <laughs> right. And then and then there's a there's a feeling of this song where, you know, can you write it on a wall? You should know me better than that. There's no room to write it at all. You should know me better than that. Can you turn the TV down? You should know me better than that. There's too much crying in the sound. I should know you better than that. I should leave it alone, but you're not right. So like it's just these meaningful uh, meaningless back and forth things that you get set in your ways, and after you've been with somebody for so long, you're... They're set in their, their ways in different ways, but yeah, yeah. Right, and you're set in your ways, and there's certain things that bothers them and certain things that bothers you, and, you know, and then you just get to a point to where, like, sometimes you're like, why are we... We're just arguing to be arguing. Like, this is right. just stupid. Right, like, like, the ha- have the last yeah, word. Yeah, like, this is... this is <laughs> Yeah, this exactly. Yeah. But, but, the, but that's what everybody does, you know, and... and there's a lot though. Like if you stop arguing like that, then then do you just not care? So like he clearly still cares. 
um, yeah. instead of just walking away, you know, but he's also being very selfish about it and not seeing through her perspective, either, just seeing through his or whoever's, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I should live you in salt for, le- I should live in salt for leaving you behind, which makes me think that they, did they break up? Like, is this about an old relationship? Oh yeah. You know, I don't know, but either way it's, it's, and just the way it sounds and the way he sings it and delivers it and the, that rubber band kind of elongated back coming back. Like it's just, uh, it's, I love it. Yeah. Great song. That's, uh, it's in my next tier here that I, you know, I have on the back page where I was working all this out in my head. Um, yeah. Uh, as is, um, Vander Lyle crybaby geeks as well, which you already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my other ones that are, you know, up there that didn't crack the top 10, but that are up there are uh, wasp nest, that, uh, that, that almost that day the day i die in wasp nest that was my that was my last struggle putting in which one would make it and which one wouldn't right uh about today about today's fantastic yeah that and wasp nest are, are both off the of cherry tree so some of the older <laughs> stuff um cherry tree is really good day i die which you already mentioned right that that's was a near miss for me conversation 16 that one was a near miss for me as well um hey rosie off of i am easy to find uh, Graceless. Great, dude. Graceless is a great song. Graceless is a great song. Uh, that whole album, Trouble Will Find Me, like, that's another one that you can just back to back to back to oh, back to yeah. back. It's just there goes my water full bottle. of hits, you know. Um, Graceless reminds me of Don't Swallow the Cat yes. in terms of the themes little, of that, yeah. that Very song. Very similar. On that album, there's a lot of that, that theme. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, Spiritual Crisis or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Terrible Love. Oh, that, yeah. That, 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 that almost that made the top yes. ten. Yep. Same. Uh, Pink Rabbits is a song that that's, that's, grows was my on next me. One. Yeah, that was a, that was that had to that was in consideration for the top ten. Yeah, that's a great song. It is, and uh, I saw him play that at, at, uh, on the Tiny Desk. There is a, an mm-hmm. NPR Tiny Desk, you know, YouTube out there of these guys, and it's just a limited number of songs, maybe like I think it's four, isn't it? Something yeah, like four, four or five. Or five yeah. yeah, and it's Pink Rabbits is on there, and it's it's great um the system only dreams in darkness that's great, sleep well beast as well yeah and then a few songs off the latest i'm easy to find oblivions quiet light and you had your soul with you i you all like those songs good, yeah and then i mentioned this but weird goodbyes which is their new single i really like as well okay so i saw i'm still trying to get into that fully but i do um, like i like it now. a little electronic for them yeah um and again dude it, it, they threw me for a loop again so i've got to adjust got to adjust just yeah happens, man. they're growing yeah yeah, for um, them, yes. <clears throat> yeah, but again, this was this was hard to narrow it down to Dude. to ten, and I probably have about thirty that belong on it, like a top ten. Um, they're they're just and more beyond that that I really like. Phenomenal, phenomenal band. They never disappoint. They're fantastic live. They're they're an intelligent band in my opinion. Yeah, always uh, evolving. Yeah, dude. Always just, trying new things. They're just um, so 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 good. Professionals, right? Like true yes. true pros. Yes. Um, and you see that in a lot of their side projects and stuff like that that really hold up real well. Well, I mean, I, you know, I can't stand her, but Taylor Swift, I mean, she. <clears throat> Tell you what, Bob. She's using the Desiders for no. That wrote, Coney wrote, Island song is no, good. You'll never just stop. Have you listened to it? No, I'm not listening. To Have you listened to it? Like, it's good because it sounds like a national I song. Can't do it. Yeah. Oh, because he's like trying to make her good, and he's like, I'll turn her into an artist instead of this. It's good. Yeah, I can't. I just I want her fifteen I, minutes to be so done. And they just keep going and going. 
think she said, well, more than 15 minutes. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> 15 years at this point now, almost, yeah. probably. Yeah. On that Big big Red Machine album's pretty good, too. With, I've, uh, I have heard, I did a pass-through on that. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I guess that's it for the National. Uh, obviously, double vouch. I think we probably should have led with that. Um, I think we said as much, you know. Yeah, this was we, just a love fest. Pod. I mean, we dude, we could do ten hours on the national, but we I think we were I think we were good boys and we kept it reasonable under control. Here. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So where do we go now? I guess your turn to challenge. No, we decided me. to do. The, oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I'll let you. Um, yeah. So another next... another fun joint, uh, but this will be a joint blind. Yeah. Yeah. Because I haven't seen this today. either. Yes. You know, and it's funny because like we said we wanted to get away from the dark shit. Yeah, you know, why not? It's a good you know, for an episode or two. Well, I think we're gonna I'm about to go back into the dark shit. I, I don't know much about this movie, but I know enough to know this is probably some dark I'm a, shit. Yeah, man, I'm I'm a little, uh, <clears throat> I'm a little anxious to watch this. So like, the movie in, is The Black in, Phone. Yeah. Ethan Hawke yeah. came out within the, the last year. Yeah, just I want to say like six eight months ago. Yeah, and the reason we picked not it, even that, man. I think it went to video pretty quick. Yeah, it was in the theaters for a little bit. Probably, yeah, probably closer to six months than a year. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, fairly recent. But we picked it because uh, Halloween next month. Uh, figured to do kind of a Halloweeny type of show. We both really like Ethan Hawke. Yes. Neither one of us had seen this movie, and it's a it's an excuse to to watch it. So yeah. got to find a spot to watch though, because there's no way my no your kids my cannot wife be around. Have, yeah, my wife or, yeah. have nothing to do with scary movies. So. <laughs> Mine either. Um, but maybe I'll... So I feel, like, kind of shameful when I watch, you know, like, stay up late and watch a scary movie. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. It's kind of nice. <laughs> do you do the thing, uh, you know, in October that a lot of people do where they watch, like, one horror movie a night all the way up until Halloween? I, I know a couple no. guys that do that. I wish I had the time to. I would do it. I miss... I was a big horror movie guy, and then <clears> when <throat> I started dating my wife many years ago, I, she, she hates scary stuff, so I had to... Yeah. Like, the scariest she'll go with me is, like, the Incredible Hulk television show, like... Yeah. <laughs> I'll rewatch that every few years, you know, like at night. I'll just start banging through them until I'm done. I don't really think of scary show. when I think of that. It's yeah. not scary, but to her, that, that's I'm just setting you up how, how scared oh, of scary intensity she can handle. Yeah, which is nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big horror movie guy either. Uh, I got a friend Dave who who really is, um, and uh, so I'll go see horror movies uh, with him. And but he he picks out some really good ones. Uh, and we have pretty similar uh, tastes in, in movies in, in general. But I like the horror movies that are like an allegory for something else. Like there's some other... Like Nope that you went Like Nope, recently. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm interested in checking out The Black Phone for sure. So, so am I. This will be, be a fun one. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, man. I This has been great. Love the National. This has sent me down a little... On a little National... Uh, um, cruising here same here same here nice. good, I, you know i hadn't really listened to their first couple albums the self-titled one and then i guess cherry tree but then mm-hmm. uh it, it was an excuse to go back and dig into those and yeah. i did i did like it um the old stuff's way better now when i go back and listen than yeah age know. well or whatever yeah. yeah yeah um and maybe we'll get a new album out of these guys before uh they're before yeah they're, i think they're working on one so yeah we should see it here pretty soon all right. Well, we can uh, wrap it up here. This yeah, man. Is, what else? What else is there? Any uh, any any recommendations here lately that you have, or anything that you've been reading or, or watching, or you know, this last month with school, yeah. like getting back into the swing of that. There's been like so little time. Uh, 
trying to watch that Andor show on uh, I, ju- I see. I just saw the trailer. I didn't realize they dropped the show, so I need to like put that Like three that, that dropped the first three okay. Wednesday of last week. I'm excited to that because it's like it's an original story, <clears> and that's the only Disney Star Wars I want to see anymore is just the original stuff. Well, you really liked Rogue One, right? Yeah, I really liked it's, Rogue One. So it's, it's right before prequel Rogue One, to right? that. It's like yeah. five years leading up to that, and same director. Yeah. Okay. Uh, same I like do. showrunner. I yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Like I'm glad that they dropped off the first three episodes at the same time because it's a slow burn and like it really takes watching that third episode to kind of see where they're going with this. And okay. Get excited about it because it it's yeah it's a slow burn, but um, but yeah I like it. Um, beyond that, I mean, not a whole lot of time. No, in yeah. The evenings. No, I. Obviously. Since since we last met and saw, I I did see Roger Waters at. I think we t- I talked about that too on the show, but it was finally the the makeup date. Yeah, that's down right. There and it was good. It was really really good. Like, legit, that dude's seventy eight years old and still out there doing it. It wasn't as good as his his us and them tour that I saw the last the previous tour was probably the best show I've ever seen in yeah. terms of a show. A yeah, show. yeah, like, like just all around performance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but he was fantastic and very polarizing as he is, and I liked it because he was basically like, you know just trashing everything and everybody and i was like <laughs> like south park does <laughs> oh yeah dude, he's trashing the government trash i mean just every everything you know all the politicians both sides it was it was great because i was like just cheering all the way around and then it was funny seeing the reactions from like you could tell the people that were left wing right wing, you know and then there's people that are just like me like burn it down i'm just like yeah i just like i'm screaming you know like yeah Let's go. And everybody's looking at me like, all right, that guy needs to be put into a mental institution. That's hilarious. So that was fun. Like, I had fun uh, I had fun there. But, yeah, other than that, I'm with you, dude. There hasn't been... Time. No, man. I just... The only thing I've been I've been doing is jockeying kids around to and from school or sports or we got games. or As you know, you're doing, you know, you're yeah. doing the same thing. Oh, it's yeah. like, and then the downtime you have, it's like you just, <clears throat> you just recoup. Yeah. You just go underground for... I just wanted to get to a national show and yeah. couldn't even do that. So, and I bet you I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a review from that dude because I'm sure it was just top notch. Yeah, top notch. I'm sure. Which is only gonna bum us out further. Yeah, but. yeah. We're, now we're now we're now we're gonna go down into some dark doom and gloom for the fall and winter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll you know I'll have to do like in the same way we did like the antidote show to um to the lighthouse like we turned around the next month and you know we did uh my fellow american yeah do something just, i'm gonna like november it's gonna be something cheery af like I'm, i have to figure it out but i to bring us back out of that yeah that's <laughs> so, fine that's fine i'm ready for it all right well if that's it we can wrap it up here this is ben and bob sending out an ssos thank you for listening to secret sources of sustenance We'd like to thank Ishi from Dallas, Texas for allowing us to use their music in our podcast. Check them out at ishimusic.com, Ishi Music on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, at Ishi Music on Twitter. Their music is available on all major streaming platforms. Thank you as well to David Thexton at David Thexton Photography for allowing us to use his photo in our cover art. Please visit davidthextonphotography.com for more of his amazing work. And thank you for the production help we've received from Marquee Creative. For commercial, corporate, or any video or audio production help you need, visit marqueecreativekc.com.